Welcome to this audio cast on the Vermeer AX19 brush chipper. I'm Cole Chestnut with the Tree Care Rental Landscape Team at Vermeer Corporation. Today I have Jay, a customer from Indiana, to talk with us success on the Vermeer AX19 brush chipper. Uh, he is out of Indiana. Um, he's got a lot of information and a lot of experience with our AX19 running a hot saw. Jay, welcome to this audio cast. And can you kind of give yourself a little bit of an introduction, um, how you got into the tree care business uh, and, and what your business kind of entails as a whole? It's, it's a very interesting business model and it's a lot different than what other people are selling to on our, our, our sales side. Sure. Good morning. Um, I'm Jay Ubler with Ubler Tree Service in Boonville, Indiana, at the southern end of Indiana. Um, been in tree care for about 22 years, started right out of high school. Um, we hired some guys, my dad hired some guys to do archery work and they did it all with ropes and I was into rock climbing and I went, Oh man, I can do that. And, and, and that was the start of the monster. And, um, so yeah, that, that's where I'm at. We're currently, um, me and one full-time employee and one part-time employee on the weekends. And we run a pal flinger tree mech, um, hydraulic grapple saw truck crane and, um, and a small mini excavator and our AX 19. And that is pretty much the heart of our operation. That's a super interesting business model with there just being two full-time and then one part-time, uh, employee. Let's go back here in time a little bit. And so you started using ropes and climbing. Um, what was your crew size then? Um, and, and, and were you just a one crew operation or did you have multiple crews and multiple chippers? For me, I found that it almost always at that time. Now, when we first started, like everybody, I think there's a lot of guys that have started the same way we did with a pickup truck and a trailer. Um, you know, we were 17, 19 years old and and, uh, and full of energy. And so, um, the only way that I found it be efficient was, you know, if I was in the tree and wound up one guy running the ropes and then you had two guys cutting and dragging off the brush. I mean, it, a, a minimum of four to be any sort of efficient was, is what we had to have. And then we had a whole bunch as, as time developed, that was 98, 99. And business got bigger and bigger and we started having more customers and we had a bunch of storms come through and then we stepped up at one point in time where we went to 11 guys and we ran two full-time crews, but we were running crews with, you know, four to six guys on them was pretty average and everybody around me, all the other tree competitors were doing the same. Um, everybody had a, you know, a three to five man, sometimes seven man crew. Um, that was a pretty common thing. And we'd come back from the end of the job and, you know, there was always a new guy that nobody got along with. that wasn't pulling as much weight as the other guy. Um, you know, we would come back and we'd try to figure out, man, you know, Joe's just not, you know, he's just in the way he's playing on his phone. And, you know, my, my season guys, never liked the weak link and and then we always just try to figure out which tools became more efficient um you know what could we get that would make tomorrow's job better um and and so the the large crew size was always a problem because it was like you had to have six employees to hope three showed up And, and that's kind of funny because when we started running two crews that's where social media came into my life i'm gonna say maybe around Oh six or oh seven, maybe 
um, was the first time I got involved with being on Facebook and all these other things that the kids were doing. And I'd started doing that because it was like, I'd have guys show up that weren't ready for work. And then, so I'd find on social media that they made a post at 4 a.m. that they were, you know, in a lover's quarrel with their girlfriend. And I'm like, well, he's only had two hours of sleep by the time he showed up to my driveway. And I'm like, oh, that guy can't come to work today. And so we use that as a tool to figure out who was awake and who wasn't awake. Um, and, and so the, the, the crew size was not the answer to our problem. Um, you know, the more throwing more guys at it didn't solve the problem because if the guys weren't showing up ready to work, then it made it even harder on, on my good crew guys. And so, you know, we always were looking for that next machine, that next gadget that either replaced the weak link or made it more efficient. And then that is where the hot saw got brought into play, or was that? a larger chipper purchase. You know, it all came together at one time in, in, in 2016, I saw a YouTube ad or a YouTube video of Glenn Drasmick's truck. And I went, Oh wow, that's the answer. And about the same time that I saw that video, man, I was going through a struggle of, we couldn't find any CDL drivers. I bought a whole fleet of under CDL trucks to have, you know, guys driving. And what I found was guys that didn't have a CDL didn't care as much or didn't take the pride as much in their license or their driving abilities. The trucks would come back in every day with taillights knocked off, tailgates knocked off. And I was really kind of at an emotional low of, man, what am I going to do? And so I, th- I saw that video, and then when I saw the video, I made a phone call to Palfinger, and they said, oh, there's one pretty close to you. And so I went and saw some guys in Bloomington, Bluestone Tree Service, and I saw those guys, and I came home, and I was like, this is the answer. This is where the industry is going. And I came home, and I sold all of those under CDL trucks in a week, and and. And so we kind of went through a major purge and it was a risky move. Um, got rid of four dump trucks that were under CDL and got, you know, just made a big clean house and then um, turned around and ordered up the, ordered up the grapple saw, um, had a few questions and found out the tools were made in Finland and got on a plane and went to Finland um, and went to go see their factory and, you know, to make sure that they had the same amount of support that you guys at Vermeer carry. And um, so went went through and checked that out and came home. And I thought, man, doesn't do me any good to have the coolest, baddest truck in town if I can't get rid of the material. Because at the time, I was chipping with an AX, or not an AX, a, a BC-1000. And, and I thought, man, if I can get the trees on the ground that fast, I need to get rid of the material quicker. You know, I, I called Alex with my issue and I said, Hey man, I, I'm, I'm making some big moves here. And, and I said, I need to make this stuff go away. And at the time I had a fairly large chip truck. It was 18 cubic yards, tandem axle and kind of the biggest one in our little neighborhood of area where we were working in. And, and then, um, the AX-19 showed up and we went, Ooh, we're going to have to have a bigger chip truck. And, 
so I did all of it all all in one big lump move. Um, in 2017, everything all came together, and, and that's when we got really efficient. Let's talk about the AX19 for a brief moment here on on the side of what really sold that to you. Was it the the shipping efficiency side? Was it that horizontal feed rollers, or or what did Alex do to to show how this AX19 was going to fit your business model that you were trying to create? Alex Baker brought me a Vermeer 18 inch chipper and we played with that just a little bit and just, you know, it was a good machine, but because we were feeding with a mini excavator and it just wasn't quite big enough. And I said, Alex, where do we go from here? And he smiled and he said, we've got one coming. And I think we were on the front end of the AX-19 project, I think. I think we were, I don't remember what our serial number is, but we were pretty early on. It was the first one that he had sold. And um, he goes, it'll work. And 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 he, did, he, he steered us in the right direction. It worked. It did exactly what we needed to do. So we kind of took a blind hit in the dark. Um, didn't really know very much about it. He knew a lot about it. And, and I just, the 18 just didn't quite fill the expectations that we were looking for. And then, and then when the 19 showed up, we had to work to keep up with the chipper. So let's talk about the feeding side of the AX19. You guys are using a, a mini excavator to feed that machine. Can you talk through what you're doing with your hot saw and what you're doing with your material and then how you're following with the AX19 and mini excavator? Sure. What we run into a lot, most of our work is residential stuff and residential customers, residential lots. And our equipment has gotten so large that a lot of times we can't put everything at the job at one time. We just physically run out of room. And and, um, so we'll, we'll come in with our grapple saw and take the tree apart. And a lot of times we'll just take the tree apart, either pile it up right inside the gate on the backyard or maybe in the driveway or whatever. And, and with the, with the mini excavator, having the ability to swing 360 degrees, we don't really do a lot of tracking. And, and with the, with the pal finger tree mech, we can lay that material down where, where we want it, where it's staged in a good place for the chipper and the chip truck. And we'll take the tree apart. We'll lay all the branches in one direction. And then we can go have a bite to eat for lunch, take the crane back to the shop. And then we stroll back up there at the AX-19. And this is the funny part is because we start that machine up. We park it 90 degrees to the brush pile for the excavator to grab and swing and feed the machine. And we can make the whole tree go away in 12 to 15 minutes. Um, The first season I ran it, I was bringing it in to have it inspected and the blades changed and stuff at Vermeer. And uh, Josh asked me, he said, he said, do you like this machine? I said, oh, yeah, we love it. And he goes, well, you don't have very many hours. And we kind of laughed. And I said, man, we run out of trees in 15 minutes. And, you know, I said, there's there's no need to have it turned on. You know, you turn it on, run all the branches through, run the tree through. And um, we're really left with about five to six pieces, maybe seven pieces of wood on a, on a large tree that don't go through the AX-19. So, you know, if it fits, it chips. So let's kind of compare that to the past. Where is your volume output on total work um, versus from now um, versus then? The efficiency level of the equipment is uh, easily allowing us to hit two, maybe not quite three, but two times the volume that we were pushing with 
you know, a five to a six man crew um, with just two full time operators, and, and and the and the total difference of the work is, you know, that in the past we were physically working. Um, now we're running machines. Um, you know, the guy feeding the chippers in an air conditioned excavator, um, you know, running, running the grapple saw truck. I've got a wireless remote control and I can do it from underneath a patio umbrella. Um, it's a total different scope of work than what it used to be. And the, in the dollars of a period, just equipment is a lot different than what, what it was back then as well too. Correct. It, yes, it was. It was very, very scary making those big purchases because for ten or twelve years, you know, tree guy. I mean, there never was, there really never was purpose built tree trucks for this industry. Um, tree guys forever always used old linesman's trucks, used linesman's trucks. You know, it wasn't uncommon to go buy a $6,500 used linesman truck and then bang, now you got a tree truck. Um, and now the scope of equipment's changed and now it's kind of like, you you know, you, you come into the door with these larger purchases and you go, oh my, I can't believe we're doing this. But the volume of work they spit out, man, these machines pay for themselves. So let's talk about your, your AX-19 specifically. So you are using uh, a tree mechanel saw. Do you have a winch on that unit or not? I do. And um, I, I never had a winch on a brush chipper before. And I thought, you know, if we're going to order the Cadillac of Cadillacs, let's get it with all the bells and whistles. And I think we got uh, the more deluxe tree commander package on the remote control, which has a few more features, I think, than just the standard one. And then we ordered it with the winch as well. And we don't use the winch a whole lot, um, but man, there are a lot of times where, you know, a customer will have a Bradford pear tree that's split in half and it's just, <clears throat> you know, 30 feet into the front yard. And that winch really saves from taking a second machine to the job site, taking a, you know, a second loader, because back to that AX-19, that Bradford pear tree, um, you know, when we used to chip with the smaller chipper, you still had to come back by there with the log truck or another machine to pick up the trunk and the base and the, you know, the three pieces of wood. Um, there's a whole lot of jobs we go to that we chip 100% of the tree with that AX-19 because it can. And, uh, you know, we back up there with a 40-yard chip truck and just let it go. And you're in and out of there in about 15 minutes. And my dad asked me, he goes, you got all this really big stuff. And he goes, are you going to be able to afford to go in and go do a small tree? And I went, yeah, we're just going to do it real fast. And, um, you know, it's so silly. Sometimes a tree will be split and one half will be laying to the east and the other half will be still standing or laying to the west or, you know. And so a lot of times we'll pull into a neighborhood if the tree is split and laying to the east, we'll come in the neighborhood with the truck faced in the right direction so AX-19 can accept the broken half of the tree. And then Casey, the young man that works for me, he will take the other half and lay it down. And I literally will get in the truck, drive the truck around the block, turn it around so it's facing the other direction. And we'll chip the other half and we'll put the whole tree in there in three pieces. Um, but um, And, and AX-19 saves us from 
you know, taking another truck, another trailer, another excavator, you know, that's, that saves you bringing another 150 to $200,000 of equipment to the job for a $400 or $600 small tree. And, uh, you know, and, and get it done with just a chip truck and a big AX-19. Let's talk through some of the other enhancements. If, if you could change anything about the X-19, what would, what would that be? Um, probably be the put, putting a hydraulic tilt on that boom. We recently got the new wheel update kit. Ours had a wider flotation tire on it, and I think they had a rim um, failure or something. They had a recall on the rims maybe, and, and the new tires are skinnier. Um, man, those flotation tires were perfect. Um, we could roll out on a yard. We can roll out on the grass. These new heavier sidewall tires, they're great. They pull fine. We don't have any issues with them there. When we roll into a nice sodded yard, they cut like a pizza cutter. Let's transition a little bit. And as you being on the customer side, what, I mean, what do you expect a salesman to do for you at times? Um, how, how does Alex add value to your business um, on a day-to-day or, or whenever you call or you kind of explain that? Yeah. Um, um, I tell you, it's been a lot of fun. I'm not sure. I think Alex and I both may have started about the same time. We're pretty close in age. Um, man, the, this on the salesman end, there's been so many times where it's been a, Hey, let's go see this in real life. Um, put this thing to work. Um, he has always been more than willing to say, Hey, I've got this tool. You know, let's go see what we can do with it. And, and that's been, back to what we were talking about earlier is, I mean, we'd come home from every single job and, and window shop and the Cheryl catalog and, you know, you know, and, you know, grab any snippet of information we could find to go, what would make this easier? Um, and so, you know, he's done a fantastic job at putting equipment in front of us going, Hey, you know, I've got this new tool, uh, you know, can we go use it in a real life situation? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, and, and so, you know, having that at our fingertips has been awesome. Um, you know, and, and then, the, you know, when I was buying the AX19, um, that was right about the time, I think another competitor was having some emissions um, issues and stuff like that. Um, they were pushing on us real, real hard to buy their product. And, and you know, I've, I'm familiar with the Vermeer brand and the Vermeer, you know, help that we get and the support that we get. And I was just like, you know, I'm like, man, their shop is six miles down the street. If we need a $7 part, they have it on the shelf. Um, and I don't think we've experienced any downtime with our AX-19. I mean, other than routine maintenance and knives and pieces and, you know, on, on that end to give your guys a pat on the back because the support on that end is fantastic. But um, um, poor, poor Alex, you know, once he set us up with the AX-19, there really wasn't a whole lot more for him to do with us. Um, we, we, we get going, we get chipping. Uh, there's, there's, um, we, we just really um, love the machine and it goes to work. So as we kind of wrap this up here, do you have any comments or, or advice? So this this kind of audio cast is kind of is geared at our salesman side. Do you have any advice for new salesmen out there or even seasoned salesmen on, on what they can do to grasp a new customer or help a customer out or work through a problem with a customer? Do you have any advice on that? I think probably that is where 
Alex saw some potential because in my neighborhood, I was always um, the little guy, um, you know, um, old equipment, used equipment. Um, I, I would probably encourage the salesman never to look past the little guy um, because in a blink of the eye, the little guy can make some really big changes and, and you know, become pretty efficient and man, just the, the program. I don't know how your structure is, but Alex has done an excellent job at getting tools in front of us. Um, man, just, just, just keep putting equipment in front of the guys. Um, um, and, and, you know, and, one tool may work really, really great for how one outfit is structured, but the next outfit you take that tool to, they may be structured totally different. Their work may be based totally different. Um, so, you know, don't give up if everybody doesn't buy a new man lift or, or, or this size of chipper or that size. Because I remember when we got our BC 1000, man, we thought we had a real machine when we had our BC 1000. And now we can't see ourselves with anything smaller than this AX-19. It's like, wow. <laughs> so um, keep putting the machines in front of the guys. Take the time, take them to lunch, put them in a new machine and, you know, and, and, and go, go spend some dirt time and chipping some brush. Oh, that's definitely some good advice there, Jay. So as I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, Jay, I just want to thank you for your time today. I wish you continued success um, on the tree care side of the business and look forward to the future relationship that you and I have and then Alex and you as well. For more information on the AX19 or any Vermeer brush chippers, visit Dealer Center or contact your Vermeer product specialist.